Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and in this episode we will go over the box office numbers, uh, who's the host for the Oscars, uh, new projects in development, and new trailers. Let's start with the domestic top five. Staying in first place for the third weekend in a row is Black Adam with 18.5 million for a total of 137.3 million. Opening in second place is One Piece Film Red with 9.4 million. In third place was Ticket to Paradise with 8.5 million for a total of 46.7 million. In fourth place was Smile with 4 million for a total of 99.1 million. And lastly in fifth place is Pray for the Devil with 13.6 million. Black Adam had a solid hold compared to last weekend, only dropping 33%, but at this rate, $200 million is out of the question, and its aim should be to get to $175 million. With Black Panther out soon, it's going to crush it. Uh, for One Piece, in case you are not aware, is an anime film from Sony's subsidiary Crunchyroll. It is worldwide, at least, uh, one of the most popular animes and mangas you know, going on for the last 20 years. Uh, so with that being the case, I think the opening is solid. No, it was not like the others, like Dragon Ball or Demon Slayer, which, you know, open to bigger numbers, but I think there's a reason for that. Again, the ones like Demon Slayer, right, uh, those are easy to get into, because they are a newer anime, where there's only one season to catch up, and you can just watch it. And then for films like Dragon Ball, well, that brand is just a lot more popular in America than One Piece. Uh, and for One Piece, there has been many films over the years. So it's not like, oh, well, this is the first one. It's like, no, there's been quite a few. So really what differentiates this one is there's a bit more focus on Shanks, which is one of the more popular characters from the series. Uh, but besides that, nothing here stands out as a must-see. Still, almost opening to $10 million is solid and will likely get to $15 million by the end of its run domestically. Also, shout out to Smile, even with Halloween over, it only dropped 26%. What a champ. Not much happened in China, staying in first place now for a month straight is Homecoming with $4 million for a total of $224.4 million. In second place was Serendipity Love, a new romance film, which opened to $2.3 million. And in third place is Give Me Five with $1.9 million for a total of $77 million. One thing to note is in some parts of China, there have been a small increase in COVID cases. If it continues to rise, especially in major cities, theaters will be shut down. So I'd say for the next few weeks, don't expect the box office numbers to be great. Now taking a look at international numbers, Black Adam made $25.4 million for a worldwide total of $319.7 million. I think at this rate, $400 million is almost lock. Uh, again, half a billion is out of the question. Ticket to Paradise made $2.8 million for a total of $137.2 million. Halloween Ends has passed the $100 million milestone, now at $102.9 million worldwide. And Smile passed $200 million, now at $202.9 million worldwide. Amsterdam, in case you're looking for an update, is still bombing, only now at $27.7 million. For news in Hollywood, let's start with the Oscars, where the Academy and ABC have picked Jimmy Kimmel to host. This will be his third time hosting the Oscars, and they are set for March 12th of next year. Honestly, it's an okay choice. Like, there are worse hosts they could pick. Uh, we might get a few decent jokes, and that's about it. And look, the Oscars. I'm more interested in who is going to win, not the silly stuff that the host does. 
I just hoped it's kept to a minimum. Paramount has set release dates for their upcoming Spongebob and Avatar films, both in 2025. The fourth Spongebob film will hit theaters May 23rd, 2025, and the first Avatar film will debut on October 10th, 2025. I'm still in shock that not only are they making Avatar films, but they're also going to debut them in theaters. I can't wait for it. For the first time in a while, we have news on a film no longer in development. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Margot Robbie said that the Pirates of the Caribbean spinoff she was going to star in has been cancelled. Quote, we had an idea and we were developing it for a while, ages ago, to have more of a female-led, not totally female-led, but just a different kind of story, which we thought would have been, to- been really cool, but I guess they don't want to do it, end quote. Personally, I'm mixed on this. On one hand, I love the original pirate films. Absolutely fantastic. But the last one was really bad. So on one hand, Johnny Depp really is the heart and soul of the franchise. But I also wouldn't mind spin-off films without him that have the feel of the original trilogy. Now with this, we just get nothing. I think they'll make another one at some point. I just have no idea what kind of pirates film it will be. For movies actually in development at Disney, Deadline has the exclusive on a possible new Star Wars film. Right now, there are a few different ones in the works, but this is another one to add to that. What Deadline is saying is that Sean Levy would direct it and would do so after Deadpool 3, the film he is currently working on. As for actual plot details, uh, we know nothing. Uh, So for me, it's way too early to say if this is a good or bad choice, uh, based on the fact we just don't even know what kind of film is going to be made. Uh... Me personally, I wasn't the biggest fan of Free Guy, but that was more of the writing and less of the directing. So with all these films now in early development, I would hope, hope Lucasfilm will announce a plan for the Star Wars franchise in regards to its theatrical releases soon, since they are really quiet on that. AMC released their quarterly earnings, and with it updates on some of their upcoming plans uh, for selling their popcorn in supermarkets, that is still set to happen sometime in the first half of next year. And the company is also working on releasing an AMC-branded credit card, also set to be released next year. As another potential source of revenue, AMC is looking to use its theaters as Zoom rooms for businesses to rent out meetings. One thing that will not be moving forward is AMC On Demand, their VOD service. CEO Adam Aaron said that it's a niche service and that money would be spent better elsewhere. Now, it's not going to be shut down right away if you're one of the 10 people that use it. But they have said now it will either be phased out or work with a partner to run it going forward. I can't say I'm too surprised as it never took off and with theaters fully open now for over a year, they need to focus on getting people to visit and spend money to upgrade the theaters and improve the experience. Uh, We also got a small update on the A-list numbers with the company saying that they have now between 600 to 700,000 subscribers, which is a decent amount. Also, the CEO is demanding that studios release more films in theaters, noting that the number of films released in theaters is still down 20 to 30% from pre-pandemic levels. I think that will continue to improve over time, but unless all studios move their streaming films to theaters first and then throw in a few Netflix or Prime Video streaming movies, um, I don't think it will ever hit a 100% back to how it was. Maybe 90 or 95%. From Deadline, we have a small update on what is happening with STX. As we have talked about throughout the year, STX has not had a good year, needing to pause the rollout of their films, downsize, restructure, and is now in the middle of working out a deal with Lionsgate for them to handle the domestic release of their films going forward. Well, the latest news Deadline is hearing is that the deal is still being worked out, and one of the films still stuck 
is Operation Fortune, the Guy Ritchie film starring Jason Statham. It was supposed to come out back in theaters in spring, but due to all the issues STX had, the release had been pulled, and we've heard nothing since. Now, the latest update is that domestically, it's headed to possibly a release on streaming. Talks between STX, Lionsgate, and Miramax, who helped fund the film, have basically boiled down to them not wanting to spend a lot on marketing and push for a theatrical release. Though it's not confirmed yet. Internationally, however, the movie might start to be releasing in theaters starting in January. Overseas, the other distributors who have bought the film rights for release in their respective markets, uh, they have started to get annoyed of waiting and are now willing to move ahead of the domestic release if they need to do so. Another film in limbo is Michael Mann's film Ferrari, starring Adam Driver. That just wrapped filming, so it's not ready just yet, but, but they are still pushing for a full theatrical release. Apparently, if they cannot get it with STX and Lionsgate, then apparently it is in Michael Mann's contract to go try and find a distributor who will release it in theaters. I think Lionsgate will take it, though. Their lineup needs some improvement, and getting a Michael Mann film would be a solid boost, if it's actually good. Still, I find all this fascinating on how movies that were set to come out are now stuck in limbo, and we see a small studio try to sort everything out. You know, I went to see a movie, uh, I forget which movie it was, but back in February, went to theaters at AMC, saw a movie, and I saw a trailer for Operation Fortune, and it said it was coming out, I think, either March or April. It's like, I've seen the trailer in theaters, and it's just never come out. It's it's just bizarre. You, you don't really see anything like this. For new trailers, we got two. The first is a teaser trailer for The Whale. This is the A24 film starring Brandon Fraser and is directed by Darren Aronofsky. It's been making waves at the film festival so far and will be released December 9th in America. The second trailer is a proper full trailer for John Wick Chapter 4. It looks as good as the teaser, highlighting some great action. As with the other John Wick films, I can't wait to watch. We start off VOD Premium with Netflix, where they have secured the rights to Gears of War. Apparently this has been in the works for months, and now they will work with the Coalition to produce a live-action film and animated series. No other details about the two projects were announced at the time. I know a live-action Gears film has been kicked around for a while. I think even Universal was thinking about it at some point. Now, with Netflix, it seems it'll actually get made. I would hope this receives at least a Knives Out theatrical-style release, as if they do this right, it would be a blockbuster-sized film. Also, please, cast Batista for the film. Please. I also think there's a solid chance the animated series turns out better than the film, but we'll see. Speaking of Knives Out, Netflix released a new trailer for Glass Onion. It still looks good, and I can't wait to watch it. They also released a new trailer for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is set to have a limited re theatrical release, but from what I can tell, uh, won't be a wide release like Knives Out. So a few weeks ago, I asked for more info on the upcoming Dwayne Johnson film Red One. Well, I got it. The film for Prime Video has started filming and stars Dwayne Johnson and Chris Evans, being directed by Jake Cassidy, who directed the latest Jumanji films, so a bit of a reunion for Johnson and Cassidy. Deadline is also exclusively reporting that J.K. Simmons and Bonnie Hunt have joined the cast as Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Still not clear what the plot of the film is, but assuming they are filming now, they should be aiming to release it for the holiday season next year. We finish up with Disney and their quarterly earnings report. For streaming, Disney Plus gained 12.1 million new subscribers, bringing its total to 164.2 million. 
Hulu is now at 47.2 million, and ESPN Plus is at 24.3 million, bringing the overall worldwide subscriber count for all services at 235.7 million. On paper, that's a great number. However, investors were not happy with the overall result, and that is due to the revenue miss the company had overall. Analysts were expecting revenue of around 21.44 billion. Instead, Disney reported 20.15 billion. Where were the drops? Well, like Paramount, Linear TV took a bit of a drop, dropping 5% compared to last quarter, and the media entertainment division dropped 3%. A bright spot in all of this is their parks, with revenue up 36%. Uh, another issue investors had was the losses increasing for streaming. While the streaming service brought in more revenue, an 8% increase over the last quarter, the issue is with the operating losses increased to $1.5 billion, up from $800 million. Disney has said this is the worst it'll get, but with investors looking for companies with streaming services to become profitable real quick, uh, Disney's going to have to hope the ad-supported tier of Disney Plus takes off like a rocket and that their upcoming price hikes also has a sign of how upset investors are. The following day, Disney stock dropped 13%. And as for this episode of Box Office Receipts, again, still working on catching up on the news from the past few weeks. Uh, thank you for listening, and see you next time.